Hi, you're listening to A Brit Difficult with August. A Brit Difficult is a podcast aimed at intermediate learners of English, and we focus particularly on British English. We're here to bring you new phrases, new vocabulary, explanations of grammar, and a chance to hear many different voices from all around the UK, both learners and native speakers. has been a couple of weeks since my last episode. I have been on holiday and also just taking a bit of a break, um, but I am back and ready to make some new episodes. So I'm going to be releasing an episode today and also tomorrow. Um, and also tomorrow I'm going to talk about the Instagram profile that I'm going to launch for the podcast. Um, I have had a email set up for a long time since the beginning of the podcast but I don't think it's being used. Um, I get quite a lot of spam emails but not really any emails from people listening so I'm thinking that maybe I'll start an Instagram where you can follow for updates, make suggestions for episode topics uh, and just interact a little bit with each other perhaps to practice. So more information about that tomorrow. Um, Today I wanted to do an episode um, a bit more about grammar. I think we've done a few cultural episodes lately, uh, so I wanted to do a grammar episode, but please let me know which of these formats that you prefer, things that are a bit more grammatical or things that are more to do with British culture. Or if you like a mix of both, that's fine also. I'd love to hear about that. Uh, Again, tomorrow there'll be more information about how you can get in touch. So let's get started. What is the passive? What is the passive used for? Uh, The passive is essentially um, a different way of constructing sentences. It's what I'd call maybe a voice or a mood in English rather than a tense. Uh, The passive can be used in the present, the past, the future, so it's nothing to do with the time exactly, um, but just about the focus of the sentence and the the message that we're trying to convey uh, or to get across to our listener. So the passive is used for situations where we want to emphasize or focus on the object of the sentence. So let's start with what an object is. So if we take a really simple sentence in English, uh, I eat an apple. In that sentence, I uh, is the subject and the object is the apple. It's the thing um, with a connection to the verb. It's whatever is having something done to it, (laughs) which is actually an example of the passive itself. Um, But whatever the verb is acting on, in this case, it's the thing that is being eaten. Um, That is the thing we would call the object. And what we can do with the passive is change our focus to be on that object. And by doing that, we're either saying that that thing is important information or the only information that we're interested in. It means that we don't necessarily have to include the subject. Um, All these things will become clearer with some examples, I think. Um, But that is what the passive is used for. It is quite common, I think, in English, um, maybe more so than a lot of other languages spoken in in, uh, Western Europe, for example. Um, but uh, definitely when you use the passive 
um, it does come across a little bit formal in some situations. So we're going to look at a few examples. I'm going to let you know when we're talking about something that might be uh, more of a formal <laughs> tone to our sentences. Um, but let's get started with some examples. So I'm going to start with the present tense. So uh, the first sentence would be um, in the, the active voice, so just regular sentences that you're perhaps used to. And then I'll tell you what the passive version of that would be, so you can see how the order changes for the subject and the object. Okay, so let's start with an example. Um, we're going to look at a example of a sentence in the active voice, so um, the regular structure that we we're used to seeing in English. So subject, object, uh, subject, verb, object. Sorry, uh, and then we're going to switch that into a passive uh, version, and we're going to look at the present, past, and future. So the first one is in the present tense. I'm going to use a simple English sentence. Um, the girl reads a book. So in that sentence, the girl is the subject, reads is the verb, and a book is a, an object. So that's a pretty straightforward sentence. If we want to change that into the passive, we need to reverse the order of the subject and the object. So at the beginning, we're gonna have the girl, in our first sentence, because she's the subject, but in the passive sentence, she is um, uh, the the object is what we're going to focus on. So she needs to be at the end. So we're going to say in the passive version, um, the book is being read by the girl. So the book is the object. That is now the most important thing. So it goes to the beginning of the sentence. Notice how we're using the progressive. Um, or continuous tense in the middle is being read by because if we want to uh, keep using the present tense uh, we do need to change the structure of the verb a little bit if we just had the book reads by the girl it doesn't make any sense first of all um, we're, we're not using the correct uh, sort of conjugation of the verb and also we're kind of losing um, the meaning because the, the girl is no longer the actor or the, the subject. So the verb isn't conjugated according to her anymore. So we need to change it slightly and it becomes the book is being read by. And notice we're using by, which is a preposition. It's gonna come up a lot in this, uh, this episode about the passive. It's not always necessary to use by, but in examples where we use a subject, it is commonly used. So again, the first sentence is, the girl reads a book, and that becomes a book is being read by the girl. So that's the present tense. What does the past tense look like? Sticking with the same example, with the girl and the book, in the past tense, in the regular active past tense, that would be, the girl read a book. The girl read a book. In the passive, that would become a book was read by the girl. So again, we need to make some changes. We can't just take the regular past tense and stick that into our passive sentence. We need to change it a little bit. So in the present tense, we were saying is being read by, is being read by. In the past tense, we say was read by, was read by. So we need to combine our uh, to be verb with 
the correct tense. So in the present tense, we're going to use the continuous or present progressive. And in the past tense, we're going to use the past participle. So we're going to say was read by. So the book, uh, a book, sorry, was read by the girl. We could also go one step further and use um, a structure called the present perfect. Um, so this would be a um, another sort of example of a, a past tense structure, but with a slightly different um, construction. So remember that the present perfect is these sentences like um, the man has built a house. So has built. We we have this combination of have with a past tense verb. Um, to show that something has already happened. Um, so we have... Just as a side note, this episode isn't about the present perfect, but the present perfect is used when something happened in the past and it continues into the present day. So in this case, the, uh, the man has built a house. We're saying that this man built a house and the house still exists. It has still been built by him because it still exists to this day. So if we want to use the present perfect with the, uh, the passive, uh, taking our previous example with the girl in the book, the regular sentence would be, um, the girl has read a book. The girl has read a book. So. It's something she did in the past and it's still true to this day, to the present, because you can't change the fact that she's read the book, even if she forgets what it's about or anything like that. The, it doesn't change the fact that she has read the book. It's, it's a fact that's still true in the present. So the girl has read a book becomes a book has been read by the girl. A book has been read by the girl. So we're using the same structure as before with um, uh, to be combined with a past verb, but we need to use this have also to, to keep the present perfect part of the construction. We then also have the future tense with will. So a regular sentence would look like the girl will read a book. The girl will read a book. So combining will with uh, a, a present tense verb to say that it's something that will be done in the future, that will happen in the future. The girl will read a book. In the passive would become a book will be read by the girl. Will be read. A book will be read by the girl. And notice we still have this by and we're keeping the constriction of will from the present tense we need to add this be to keep up the, the passive part of the sentence. So, a book will be read by the girl. Finally, we can combine the passive with modal verbs. So, to remind you, what is a modal verb? Modal verbs are things like could, should, would. Um, so, they talk about things like the ability to do things with could or can. Um, and then we have things like would and should um, that talk about our assumptions or things that are uh, hypothetical, things that are maybe not true, but if they were true, 
um, we have some opinions or thoughts about. So we could say the girl can read a book. The girl can read a book. And I can change that into the passive by saying a book can be read by the girl. That's a little bit of a strange example, but we can still use it. It's so grammatically correct. So the girl can read a book would become a book can be read by the girl. So what are some examples without this by preposition? This is where we start to go into a little bit formal territory. So you may see like a sign or a message on a website or something, especially for a business or maybe a doctor's or dentist's or something. Um, they might say um, appointments are required before you attend the clinic or something like that. So in this sentence, appointments are required before attending the clinic. We have this kind of strange construction at the beginning, right? Appointments are required. This is actually a passive sentence. We don't have the subject, however. So who are the appointments required by? They're required by the uh, place where you need to make an appointment, probably the clinic. So if we did use the by preposition here, we would say something like, appointments are required by the clinic. And in an active sentence, that would be, the clinic requires appointments. But often, in these situations, we leave out the subject because it's obvious. If that's a message on a website for a clinic, or this is on a poster in the clinic, it's obvious from the context who the subject is. So we leave it out, we don't mention it. And we say, appointments are required before attending the clinic. But we don't say by the clinic because it's obvious from the context. Another example of this would be smoking is prohibited. Smoking is prohibited. Who is it prohibited by? Maybe the police, maybe the government, maybe just the people who own the building where this warning is. But we don't need to mention it because the important thing is the thing that is prohibited. And what is prohibited? Smoking. We could say smoking is prohibited by the police, for example. Remember when we want to change something into a active voice, we need to know who the subject is. Otherwise, um, it becomes a bit difficult. So in this case, smoking is prohibited. We could then say, who is prohibiting the smoking? Let's say it's the police, just for an example. We could say the police prohibits smoking. Then it becomes an active sentence. So active and passive sentences are very common. You'll see them in different places. You'll get to use them. You'll get to hear them. Um, it can be quite difficult to create passive sentences, but I think the questions you just need to ask yourself are, who is the actor? Who is the person or thing doing something? What is the person or thing having something done to it? And in what order do I need those? I need the subject first if it's an active sentence. And if it's a passive sentence, I need the object first. So to round off the, the episode, let me give you a few um, questions to test your knowledge. So I'm going to ask you four questions. I'm going to ask you to change each of these active sentences into a passive sentence and I will tell you the answer after giving you some time to think about it. So, number one, 
The baby heard a sound. The baby heard a sound. What would that be in the passive? If you pause the episode now, have a think about it and pause and you'll get the answer. Thought about it? Great. Here's the answer. The baby heard a sound would become a sound was heard by the baby. A sound was heard by the baby. Number two. The woman spoke Italian. The woman spoke Italian. What would that be in the passive? Three, two, one. Italian was spoken by the woman. Would be the passive of the woman spoke Italian. Example number three. Can you change this into a passive sentence for me? The firefighters put out the fire. This is a tricky one because we're using a um, prepositional phrase, put out. So it means to, uh, you know, throw water on a fire, make the fire go away, (laughs) put out. So the firefighters put out the fire. The firefighters put out the fire. What would that be in the passive? Answer in three, two, one. The fire was put out by the firefighters. So even though it might have seemed a bit tricky because we've got a uh, prepositional phrase in there, it is the same rules. We can do exactly the same thing. Put out by. The fire was put out by the firefighters. Okay, last one. The children will go to a picnic. The children will go to the picnic. What would that be in the passive? Now, this is a very tricky one. Technically, you would be thinking that maybe you would say the picnic will be gone to by the children. Grammatically, I think that technically you could argue that's correct, but nobody would ever say that. It doesn't sound quite right. In these cases, we tend to replace go to with a more formal verb that we can use more easily in the passive. In this case, we might use something like to attend. The picnic will be attended by the children. This is a really good example of how Changing from active to passive sometimes gives us more of a formal tone to our conversation. It's often in cases where we don't have a nice way of putting a verb into um, the passive, or as I mentioned earlier, when we don't have the, um, the information about the subject, it's when we sometimes can sound a little bit more formal than usual. So, still... Uh, Brownie points to you if you did come up with the answer the picnic will be gone to by the children technically technically it might be correct but it's not something we would use we would change it to be something like attended thank you so much for listening today as I said I will be back with a new episode tomorrow thank you so much for your patience while I've been away for the past couple of weeks and I hope to maybe speak with some of you very soon get some insight and your opinions about the podcast. I hope this has been helpful. Enjoy 
and I'll speak to you soon.